in our education program and our education system, we go to grade school, and then we go to high school, and then college, and after you get your four-year degree, you can apply to graduate school. In graduate school, you narrow your focus and enter into a specified area of study with some rigorous courses and practicums. What's a practicum? I got you there, didn't I? Where you actually practice, a practicum, practice whatever it is you're focused on, and you create endeavors that produce results around that specific area of study, and then you are given a master's degree. This month, we are engaged in our own master's program, a master's program in spirituality. It's a short course of study, only five weeks, but if you successfully complete it, meaning you are here every Sunday, or else, uh, no, uh, every Sunday, and are actively engaged in the work as the weeks in between unfold, you will receive a certificate of graduation on the last Sunday of the month. And as a reminder of our master's program comes and goes, it is from the four levels of consciousness evolution. This is the basic of the master's program. We learn why me or mortal victim awareness And then the next step, we learn by me or metaphysician through consciousness. I can make it happen. Then we learn through me or mystic. The Father within doeth the work. And then as me or master. And by that we mean you get to that stage and you have memorized and learned deeply within you. I am one with God. Now there are those who have come before us who have mastered living in such a way that we call them masters. We call Jesus the master teacher because he mastered living in such a way that others were absolutely transformed in his presence. Just just getting close to him, just touching the hem of his garment, just being in that energy field brought transformation because he lived from a consciousness of oneness. Today is our day to fully enroll in our own master's program, thus our title, Enrolling in the Master's Program. You wondered where I came from, didn't you? What does it mean to enroll? (laughs) It means to get engaged in, to sign up for, to put our name on, to join, to become an active participant in. It means a way of thinking and being and acting and feeling that moves us toward our focused intention. And for our purpose here this month, our focused intention is to move more and more and more into the ways of oneness. Now, I'm very aware that each one of us is on our own personal and unique journey of life, and we are each in our own personal and unique stage in our personal and unique journey, and wherever we are 
is the perfect place to be. Science of Mind founder Ernest Holmes says in the Science of Mind textbook that the only place we can begin our spiritual journey is right where we are. And right where we are is the perfect place to begin. Last week, we took our entrance exam, our our L-R-E, to help us assess where we might slot into our program. Anybody know what L-R-E stands for? Let me give them to you again. L-R-E stands for where we are when a life challenge hits. Where we are in our relationship with God all the time, not just when life challenge hit. And where we are with our earth stewardship, remembering that we are charged with dominion, care, nurturing of that which sustains us and gives us physical life. And wherever you are now in your personal and unique journey right this morning, I invite you to enroll in, get engaged in, sign up for, put your names on, fully participate in mastering the next step for you. Whatever that step is, whatever it may be, in living from a sense of greater and deeper oneness. Oneness means we realize that when a life challenge comes, it is the meant for us. It's not done to us. And that's a very hard thing to get in mind, you know? I remember the story many years ago about a little boy running so he wouldn't be late for Sunday school. Do you remember when kids used to run to Sunday school? Anybody here that old? Not many, yeah. He's running down the street to Sunday school, and he says, Oh, please don't let me be late. Oh, God, please don't let me be late. Oh, God, please don't let me be late. And he hit a little raise in the sidewalk, and down he went. He picked himself up and looked and said, You didn't have to push. That's the difference. Oneness means we are profoundly aware that we have to take care of Mother Earth because she is us and we are her. So this morning we enroll in the Master's program by cultivating conscious connection. Conscious connection. Master's level living means that I incorporate into my life practices that keep me in conscious connection to God's presence as me. Brother Lawrence called it practicing the presence. Paul called it praying without ceasing. It's it's the building of a connection that becomes more and more and more conscious. So the moments of remembering God's presence expand and extend in our lives and the times of forgetting who we are and forgetting God's presence get smaller and narrower. And that comes with the practice of mastering conscious connection. How do we really enter into this conscious connection with God? We listen. Oh, there's a word I use so much. And we follow. There's a teaching story in the Bible about a man to whom God spoke. God said to this man whose name was Jonah, you may have heard of him. God said to him, Jonah, 
I want you to cross over here and go to Nineveh. There are some things going on there that aren't quite copacetic. That's a biblical term. And I want you to straighten them out. This is my assignment for you. This is what you're supposed to be doing with your life right now. Or words to that effect. But the communication was very clear. The directions were very clear. The purpose was very clear. So, so what did Jonah do? He got in his boat and went in the opposite direction. And he ran like heck. I cleaned it up. He went exactly the opposite of what God, the God of his being told him. Now, anybody ever run in the exact opposite direction of what you were being clearly told to do? Yeah, I think we have. Plan A was that God gave Jonah the guidance gently and clearly. Plan B was that Jonah didn't listen to it. So God used plan B. The situation got more intense. And in that intensity, he's on the wrong boat, headed exactly in the wrong direction with his life, and a storm comes up. He's tossed out and swallowed up by a whale. We know this story. Now, that's God's attention-getting device. Do you think you might pay attention if you were swallowed up by a whale? It could have a strong effect. And some of us have gotten some whales right now in our lives because we didn't listen to that subtle message. We didn't pay attention to the subtle message. We went to look for the whale. The deal, have any of you seen a whale close up? Now, it's, it's kind of something that will change your thinking in a lot of ways when you think about being swallowed up by a whale. Uh, I was telling Amalia about a time when I was a little younger than I am now, and I was in a, a racing crew on a 43-foot sloop. And we were out one day, we'd had a, a long night, and I was keeping the morning watch. And I was out there on a beautiful, gentle day in the ocean, looking at the world around me, saying, boy, this is the life, when a whale came up about that far away. And I looked, and, went, and it was so magnificent to see this creature just raise up in the ocean and go moving on. And it took me a while to realize how long it had taken all of that whale to raise up. There's power in that. There's power in that guidance. That's where we, we get a lot by really knowing God's guidance versus knowing our fear, our ego, our stubbornness, etc. Listen. Follow. Observe, or listen, don't follow and observe. You'll learn. When I saw that whale that one day, I thought, okay, I've got the story now. I'm going to do exactly what I'm told in this sailing boat. That's part of growing in life. Now, right now, deep down, 
we've all been feeling some nudges, some little inglings, and they come in different ways. They come in the yearning that there's got to be more to life. They come in an uneasiness in our awareness. That may be a a certain thing we've done for a long time or, or been part of or practiced our life in a certain way. It was okay for a while, but it's not okay now. I talked to a young man this last week who had recently given up drinking. He said, oh, I had a lot of fun when I was doing it, and I followed along and did my thing, but I have learned more. I know more now, and I'm not doing it anymore. Now, he did not say he was doing it any less. I had to think about that but he's not doing it anymore. Those nudges come in different ways. They come in yearnings that there's got to be more to life. It can be some things we've done for a long time or been part of or or practiced in our life in a certain way. It was okay for a while. But I say it again, it's not okay now. Some way we lived life that we know isn't right for us now, but we're ignoring it. We're in the boat going the opposite direction from that guidance. It can come through our conscience, that place where you just feel at peace or not. And we try to do something to try to get that uneasiness to go away. Now, to fully enroll in, engage in, sign up for, and participate in our master's program in spirituality, we must start listening. I've I've taught a lot of classes and various things in my life, and one of the things I always emphasize in classes, and it's the same thing I emphasized when I was teaching people in counseling, listen. You don't have to have all the answers. Very often the person you're talking to doesn't want you to have answers. They want you to have open ears. It is such a powerful thing to have someone listen to you and acknowledge you rather than go out and try to tell the world how wonderful they are. Listen. It's so important. Right now, right now some ideas are coming to you. Are you willing to listen to them? And so this this conscious connection step is really a surrender step. It's surrendering ourselves to the guidance of God. And that guidance is always there if we listen. In order for us to get our master's this month, we must surrender to the touch of the master's hand. You may have heard this poem before, but it bears repeating this morning. It's called The Touch of the Master's Hand, and it's by Myra B. Welch. It was battered and scarred 
The auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin. But he held it up with a smile. What am I bidding, good folks, he cried. Who'll start bidding for me? A dollar? A dollar now? Who'll make it two? Two dollars. And who'll make it three? Three dollars once. Three dollars twice. Going for three, but no. From the room far back, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening up the strings, he played a melody pure and sweet, as sweet as an angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bidden for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars? And who will make it two? Two thousand. And who will make it three? Three thousand once. Three thousand twice. And going, going, gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried. We, we do not quite understand what changed its worth. The man replied, the touch of the master's hand. And many a man with his life out of tune and battered and torn within is auctioned cheap to a thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once, going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes, and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch of a master's hand. Our homework this week for our master's program in spirituality is to place ourselves in the master's hand by making conscious connection with that center in us where God's wisdom and guidance are and then to make our choices and our actions from that place. In this way, we enroll in, we engage in, we fully sign up for this expanded, this deep, this connected way of living, which leads us to our deepest hopes and fulfilled dreams. Let us follow in the Master's hand. Sometimes it's so hard in life to get rid of our egos and know that just by ourselves we're not much. But when we have been held by the Master's hand, the world becomes more, and we grow with it, although we feel less. We monitor that master's hand. We monitor and watch and sing and bless and do all we can to help ourselves and all others to grow in the master's hand.
Let that be your growth. Let it be your awakening now that you may grow and become one in silence perhaps, but in beauty and peace. And so it is. Amen. Thank you.